You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 087. You can find information about anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 87. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby doll. Hey, beautiful. How are you today? I'm doing so good. Yeah. I'm a little giggly. That's okay. Giggle's good. Giggle. Giggly goo. Giggly goo. <laughs> Giggly. <laughs> so, hi everybody. Hey junkies. It was funny. We were just talking about, so we bought these amazing courses online. Well, <laughs> but it was, it's, it's such, it's like a stupid little anecdote about, like we started watching these different classes. Like we're, we're watching a class on nutrition right now. And so we bought it and and we were just like making fun of the instructor and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh, we need to we need to tell talk about this on the podcast. And you're like, no, we don't. I'm like why? And no, I'm like, why do I feel like I need to tell the junkies everything? <laughs> <laughs> because that's your style. You just need to tell everybody everything. I got a lot of words. You got to a get lot out. of things to get out of your system. Yeah, I know. But I remember watching it, and it, we were just making fun of the instructor. That's all. Like mature adults that we are. Yeah, she was hilarious. We had a great time. It was, yeah. Remember that time we were at that wedding and we were making fun of that guy's hair? Oh my God. I took a picture of it. We were like, you guys, we're like little kids kids in church who can't sit still. Like, (laughs) this guy had the curliest, like, it looked like pubes on head. (laughs) (laughs) And there's our explicit content. Not only that, but it was a big head. And he's sitting right in front of us. You might even still have that photo. I might. So we're, <laughs> we're like having to like lean to the left and right to see the bride and groom because the guy's head was in the way. And his fro wasn't that big. It was actually really tight. It was like tight to his head. Tight to his head, Almost yeah. Almost like a swim cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And poor guy. I, f- I feel bad for making fun of the guy. We're but the worst. We were having a great time. We we are the worst, but the best. Like in, <laughs> but what? Are, but we're only the, like opposite. We're the day. worst at being the best. Yeah, sorry. Or the sorry. best at being the worst. Sorry, not sorry. That's our. That's our. Would you rather? Would you oh rather be the worst at being the best, or the best at being the worst? Wait, let me make no, sure no. people don't leave if they're new. Hold oh on. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Hi, newbies. Hey, everybody. If this is your first show, please don't leave. I promise <laughs> it gets better. So typically what we do, and usually we tell you this a little sooner, but before we jump into our topic, we like to kind of shoot the shit, hang out a little bit, and and do our would you rather segment, which is like, hello, awesome. Yeah. But it's fun. just so you know, we have an amazing relationship topic coming up, which is- Ooh, what are we are, talking about today? Are your relationship expectations realistic something i get all the Hmm. time like am i settling or am i just totally unrealistic with what i want right so okay and we've touched on this sort of in the past but we're gonna we're gonna dig into it today but that's a that's a hot topic but i've got a better topic here all right so at least for the next five minutes okay so is it time for a (laughs) 
Would you rather? <laughs> yes, it is. It is time for this week's Would You Rather. All right. Which is. Which right. is. Okay. Would you rather wake up naked and sore and without any memory of the night before? <laughs> next to the Burger King guy telling you you had it your way. <laughs> or would you rather wake up naked and sore and without any memory of the night before? Next to Ronald McDonald telling you that you were loving it. <laughs> so, would you rather... <laughs> I'm really impressed with your commitment to the voice. <laughs> I'm really impressed. All right, so would you rather wake up next to the Burger King guy or Ronald McDonald? And like, they're, they're also using their slogan. Yeah, and they're using their slogan. Um, For sure. I mean, because some people are going to have like clown issues, but... For yeah, me, but the Burger King guy's kind of a clown. That Burger King guy He's is creepy, creepy as fuck. He's creepy as fuck. Yeah. That is creepy He stares into your soul. <laughs> and rubs it. <laughs> and he rubs my soul. He rubs your soul. Oh, Rob. <laughs> I was like, why would he rub your soul? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you're saying Ronald McDonald, even though there's white makeup all over your nice clean sheets. Yes. At least the Burger King guy doesn't get your sheets dirty. Am it's I creepy like, as am fuck, I like, though. The, the part that's worse to me is how sore I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, are you butt sore or are you just body sore like the flu? <laughs> inappropriate, Mr. Smith. Inappropriate. <laughs> that's inappropriate? Or just, like, you pulled a hammy? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, my hammy's sore. You that's guys, even worse, we actually. We have totally... I was telling the girls the other day, we have totally stretched out for sex. Like, I think we are in... <laughs> We're at that stage in our life where we're like, we really don't want to pull a hand. Let me do some side bends. <laughs> Let me just stretch it out real quick. <laughs> I don't want to pull a hammy. You don't want a calf cramp during sex. You just don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes a successful relationship, you guys. So pay attention. <laughs> All right. So my my take is I would rather wake up next to the Burger King guy because I know damn well I wouldn't fuck him. Ronald McDonald, I got, I got a crush on him. <laughs> I'd do him. So That's it. This show is over. <laughs> this show is over. It's built on a lie. <laughs> he's kind of hot. But that well, red, he's the OG hair. of clowns. I mean. He is, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the, if it was the Burger King guy, it might have been like a fight club situation. Maybe you woke up just because you were like fighting. Yeah, I got a black were, eye. Yeah, because he's you go. freaky. He is pretty freaky. All right, let's talk All about right. shit that matters. Yeah, let's let's get into something a little more meaningful in life. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, so today is actually a listener submission, Ooh. and I I was telling Mr. Smith before we started, I seriously like could not. It, it sounds, when I read this to you, it's going to sound like I wrote it myself. Like I put like somebody, put somebody up to it. Point, yeah. When I read this, I was like, oh my God, this is so perfect. It's so perfect. All right, so let me read it. And I know that there's going to be people out there who's like, hello, that's totally me. So how do you know if you're settling or if your expectations for a relationship are unrealistic? Mm. People say that the difference between a new relationship versus a long-term one is similar to a raging fire and steady but low and steady but low burning coals. 
like comparing the two basically right i've been told that having that same level of attraction and passion with your partner is unrealistic after many years of being together so i'm like first of all who the fuck told you guaranteed they're not happy as things continue to change with the same intensity as they did and things oh i'm sorry and things can't continue with the same intensity as they did when you were first together which is wrong while that makes perfect sense, I also, which it doesn't, I also refuse to believe that marriage or a long-term relationship is destined to end up two people who are just best friends but lose passion. Is it unrealistic to want a relationship where both partners are still madly in love with each other after many years down the line? Spoiler alert, no. <laughs> it's not unrealistic at all. So what about the I thing? I think it's uncommon. It's uncommon. It's not unrealistic. Wait for it. Wait for it. She goes into it, or he, and it's perfect. What about things like emotional intimacy, depth of understanding your character or your partner better than they know themselves sometimes? And what about vulnerability? I've read things about rare couples who have these things in their relationship, but they seem to be the exception rather than the norm. Yes. Yes, they are, my friend. Yes, they are. Are the majority of couples settling for an okay relationship when they could have something so much greater? Yes. Yes, they actually are. Or is it really the stuff of fairy tales and something not many people are destined to have? Like, how perfect is that? I'm like... That's like right up your alley. I think people are uh, afraid to take the chance of being alone. Yeah. That's what I think. I think people are afraid to be alone, so they're like, this is okay, this is good, I'm just going to stay here. But if they really wanted something, they're afraid to either work on it with that person or drop it and wait for the right person to come along. That's, yeah. That's just how I... Yeah. They're motivated from a place of fear. Fear, yeah. So they would much rather go along with something that is mediocre and familiar then take the risk that's involved in starting over mm-hmm. being alone and not knowing not being able to see what is possible yeah they would rather take the sure thing which is mediocre right but you know being alone is actually a, a part of the process of you know getting yourself right i totally agree if you can get yourself right then the right person is going to be there and you know. and and that's so true and it's so funny one of the points that i wanted to 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 make is if you were to go out and poll all the people who are married all the people who are together and you said why did you marry this person i can guarantee you well i can't guarantee because i don't know but i would bet money that a lot of people give you reasons that are not I was madly in love. This was my soulmate. Yeah. I think most people would say it was time. It made sense. We had kids together. It made it was uh, financially responsible. Right. Um, he looked good on paper. She was really kind to me. She was good to me. She did all the things that I really liked. Very, very few people will say, I was madly in love and they were my soulmate. I, I knew. I knew that I couldn't live without this person. Right. Yeah. Very few people will say that. It's true. So, and so I always thought it was really interesting how 
people beat themselves up for not being in a relationship or where they were always striving to be not alone. Yeah. But what most people's coupling looks like is shit. Exactly why I told myself I was never going to get married. Because I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Right. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates marriage. Why would you do that? And then I met you. Oh. So, yeah. So, this person hit it right on the, the nail on the head. These couples seems to be the exception rather than the norm. Absolutely. Because most people are so afraid of what else, of starting over, of being alone, of all these things. It's risky. It's a risk. It's absolutely a risk. So I just, today I really wanted to, I I don't really have like lots of step-by-steps as I usually do and, you know, things to check off. Um, But I really just wanted to kind of have a candid discussion with you about some of the things that, because I believe we are we're that couple. Like I yes, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, hundred percent know that I married my soulmate. I agree with you. And at the same time, I don't think being soulmates is the end all be all. Yeah. Like I absolutely do not think that that is what makes That's marriage success. No. Nope. I do yeah. not think that love is all it takes. In fact, I think people can be viscerally, soulfully connected and be toxic for one another. Sure, absolutely. We've talked about that on other podcasts. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. I think it has everything to do with the evolution of soul of each partner. And I think you and I have had such incredible communication over the years that we have maintained evolving together. Mm -hmm. We've made sure to include each other every step of the journey. Because we got together when I was really young. I mean, we got together when I was 18 years old and got married when I was 20. Yeah. And so we could have easily changed into tons of different people. But this is what I always called preserving your soulmate status. I love that. (laughs) you, You have to maintain it. You have to maintain it. It's not good enough that you just are you know, sparks fly and you're totally connected and it's amazing sex and it's electrifying and your spirits, you know, connect and all that shit. Like, that's amazing, but you actually have to tend to that. Like, you give a shit about it. You have to take care of it. And a huge piece of that is each person growing as individuals and owning their shit and sharing it with the other person. Right, I think that's the key right there is is not necessarily just growing, but making sure that the other person is aware of your growth. Right. I think that's where the the pitfall happens is either people grow and don't really share their growth or um, they're growing and sharing, but the other person doesn't buy in Yep, and doesn't follow that or doesn't like grow with that person in that way. Doesn't support them, make them wrong. And then there's a divide that's created. And that has a lot to do with the individuals that are inside the relationship because I think that there's a lot of men and women who are threatened by the growth of a partner. Whether it's you know, spiritual, like personal development, or they find a religion that totally changes their life, or they start getting a lot of education and moving up the ranks, or or um, we've had to be really candid with one another about being jealous of each other where we were at in our careers at different times. Yeah. Yep. You know, I remember when before I was doing personal development work and I was working as a makeup artist and I was just 
hating life in a lot of ways. And I was going to coaching school and stuff like that. But I remember just really candidly expressing to you, like, I am so jealous of where you are at. And you were so amazing about that. And like, and your response was so incredible. Like, you are going to get there too. And you are absolutely allowed to feel the way you feel. Like, just, you've always been incredible. Thanks, Pam. Well, I just, uh, I, I don't think, you know, I could have gloated in the fact that someone was jealous of where I was. Right. Right. But instead, I, I wanted to lift you up and kind of help you find that same autonomy and love and passion for what you do that I have. Because you wanted that for me. You exactly. genuinely wanted that for me. Exactly. But I think there's a lot of couples because each individual is immature in their development. Yeah. So they see somebody else's success as a threat. Right. So it would have been very easy if I wasn't clear about what was happening and thank God I had coaching going on. I could have easily made you wrong around every turn. Like I could have easily said things like, um, oh, it must be nice to make your own fucking schedule. Yeah. Well, if I can make my own schedule, I would do that too. Exactly. Like I yeah. could have take, made you That's wrong. That's exactly the kind of thing that will break a relationship apart is that kind of conversation where you're like, right. oh, well, I wish it was that easy for me. Right. And like making the other person feel like, well, what choice do I have here? Right. Right. And then you're like, okay, well, all I need to do is just say whatever I need to say to get out of this situation. Right. You know? And you exactly. just appease instead of growing together. And then you don't even want to talk to the other person because you always feel like you have to be on the defense. Right. And then you're, and it breeds resentment. And it's like, and it manifests in all sorts of ways. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So today I just kind of wanted to have some discussion around Isn't what, that what we're doing what, well yeah but <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> i'm like don't talk down to me um <laughs> i i think i feel like i need to make excuses because i love number one number two number three bullet you know points. i love yeah, bullet points absolutely and then i feel like i'm totally off and, and you did like, a you did a podcast a while back where you didn't do that and you kind of got burnt on it so i think you're still kind of shy about i was like i did not that, bring my a yeah, game yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i was disappointed yeah, myself yeah, yeah. but i wanted to kind of look at these i still put i still put notes down i couldn't help it i wanted to look at the topics of emotional intimacy that she brings up um, the depth of understanding your partner better than they know themselves and vulnerability. And I really think the vulnerability and intimacy piece are, are tied together. But this, I, re I wrote this note and I think, I think you'll agree too. The depth of understanding your partner better than they know themselves is a fucking problem if they don't know themselves. That is a big problem. So even though that sounds awesome to say like, I know you better than you know yourself. Like, no, 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 no. I need a partner who is fucking clear on their shit and addresses it and grows to, you know, it's sure. like we were talking about really growing yourself individually. It's something to say, um, man, we know each other really well. Right. That's a different topic than what she's is saying in that sentence there. Right. Yeah. And it's totally, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, she wasn't saying it. She was saying it in a way to like praise that sort of relationship. It, yeah. And so I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's one thing that I wanted to underscore is no, each person needs to do the work to know themselves mm -hmm. really, really well. Right. Because that's the problem that comes up when people don't know that they're jealous. They just think it's always your fault. Like you need, you know better than to behave that way. You know that pisses me off. 
you know I can't stand it when you do this. Why are you, 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 and they make somebody else wrong? Instead of acknowledging, I have jealous tendencies, which come from fucking insecurity. Like, that's where they come from. Sure. That's personal development work. So I feel, you know... And I, you know, I started, I really started thinking about this because of the evolution of our relationship. And I've always been really forthright. And I think that's why I scared a lot of boys off when I was in high school and stuff because I was so (laughs) serious and I wanted to just talk about how we felt and I wanted to put all the cards on the table. I didn't want any sort of games and bullshit. And and I I scared people off because they're not ready for that when you're like 16. Right. And so... When we got together, I don't even know if you really were that sort of a person either. But because I, you know, and you you so kindly told me in, in the beginning years, I think it's changed a lot now, but you would always say, you taught me how to communicate. Yeah. No, it's true. I, I, I think because I just wouldn't tolerate anything else. But that's, that's what uh, was really intriguing to me is that, wow, she doesn't play mind games or she doesn't uh expect me to know she or say one thing and mean something else right she I'm like, Why says would I do it that? like it is and that's what you get right i love that about you like love i it. had to tell him like listen to me if i'm asking you if this outfit looks good i am not like i really had to get we were just talking to a couple about this last night like i really had to express over and over again no i really need to know if this is unflattering, if I should make another choice, I'm not trying to get a compliment. I'm not trying to, like, I genuinely don't want to go out in something that, because I'm kind of, like, not sure about it. Right. But it took a long time till you felt like I can really tell you the truth without you taking it personally and getting butt hurt because that's what insecure fucking people do. Right. Right. People right. who are not aware, who don't do work on themselves. And so I've, I've always maintained that it's not enough to be soulmates. You have to grow as individuals, period. Whatever that looks like for you, whether it's in your faith, whether it's in your education, spirituality, personal development, you need to continue to grow. So is that your answer to that uh, sentence? Which one? The one that we just discussed about knowing someone better than they know themselves. Well, I don't think it was really a... She was just saying like, well, what about this? What about that? And so that's what I think about that is mm, you I see. you have to maintain an individuality and identity because then what happens if you do not is is massive codependence and you're relying on the other person yeah and and every single thing they say or do can destroy you or make you sublimely happy and that's what how you have those ups those really high highs and low lows and those volatile relationships. Mm-hmm. Because when it's good, it's amazing. But when you guys are having a power struggle or when one person has to be right or better than the other or making somebody else wrong or feeling bad, it's awful. Right. And you're like destroyed. I mean, you've had relationships like that. Absolutely. So vulnerability and intimacy, this is another one um, that's, that's a huge component to really making a successful relationship work. And that is... It, that is really your willingness for risk, I think. Because I've always said that the reason why you and I have the most incredible, rich marriage is also the same reason why we could like devastate each other tomorrow. 
Absolutely. Like I could cheat on you. I could leave you. And it would be like the rug pulled out from under you because we're both all in. Right. We are all in. And very few people, I think, are because of many different things. And you might want to listen to last week's podcast about worthiness because it talks a lot about the messaging that we receive. But for many of us, we learn to build walls up and we protect ourselves and we we hide a lot of our intimacy and we're we're very rarely vulnerable because that equates hurt yeah a lot of times what um what number of podcasts is that because i don't think sometimes it doesn't like oh register um yeah. that's 86 86 is the one on worthiness okay. yeah so check out eight last week's it's 86 um so here's what i here's what i really wanted to underline for everybody and i get so passionate about this so i'm thank you for being so open to you're so good about just going with the flow. I really appreciate I'm that. I'm a flower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're cute. So here's what I wanted to say about, you know, am I settling? Am I asking for too much? Am I just really unrealistic? Listen to me. If it is possible for a human being to embody the traits you desire or to behave in the way that you desire, it is is not unrealistic you just simply haven't fucking found them yet and there's one of them like it's rare like you don't settle down with like five different people like there's one there's one you settle down with one so don't be surprised if you see a bunch of dicks in the meantime like (laughs) literally and figuratively (laughs) um (laughs) you might yeah, like you're going to run across a lot of the wrong ones on the way to the right. That's why there's only one. Right, but you know, I, there, I have something to say about that too. Those wrong ones actually are helping you to the right one. Mm-hmm. Even though you're like, oh, this guy, da da, this girl, da da da, whatever. Yeah. Those are the things you figure out. That's how you figure out what the traits are that you want in a person. Right. It's like, okay, I don't want somebody that does that. Right. Or oh, I really like this quality, but this happened you know like you can kind of like fine-tune what you want in a person totally and vice versa you have to be open and available to be what the other person needs yeah right it's not just about you know checking off a checklist right you know i think that's it's, a that's am a I mistake willing to too. meet that right and be as good for you or better as, yeah as yeah. you are for me absolutely like you and i are always looking at that like how can I be better for you mm-hmm. like he recently just brought to me some stuff and very candidly just point blank said like I don't feel supported in this area and being an insecure human I could have made him wrong and been like well why not I do this I do that I do this I do that but I didn't and I stopped and I really looked at is there merit to that there absolutely is merit to that and I owned it and over and over again, I've been showing you. Absolutely. Like, what can I do here? And yeah. and actually use the language that he asked me to use. Like, I really want you to say, what can I do for you? Like, what yeah. can I... But you have to be evolved enough to do that, to say that. Yeah. You have to condition Absolutely. that. We have conditioned that over years. We didn't start out like that. We didn't start out like that in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> I'm serious. Like... No, I'm really serious. Like yeah. we grew consistently over the years together. And I remember at one point I was getting into something. It might have been 
maybe like in 05 or 06 when I was first getting into personal development and stuff and you were like you said point blank like I'm getting really nervous that you're growing really too fast for me and that you're going to outgrow me yeah I remember that and that right there is why we didn't because I said it because you fucking said it yeah that makes sense but how many men would not have said that would not, not have, even men would people. not have been vulnerable people don't want to be yeah and anybody would not have wanted to be vulnerable enough to say i feel threatened by this and i'm going to say it in a way that lets you know how i really feel instead of making you wrong or to just let it keep happening right 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 and then build a presentment and not address it and not talk about it and then start saying things like well if i could write my own schedule then maybe i would right, right. and then the other person feels like wish you wouldn't berate me for being successful exactly and, like it it just feeds itself and i i have always felt that if people would just say how they feel to the person that needs to hear it all of our problems would really resolve themselves i think that's an important piece is to say it to the person that needs to hear it oh yeah you can say it in a sewing circle or over the water cooler or to your best friend while you're you know, on a, over a glass of wine or something, but to say it to the person that actually needs to hear it, that's a big deal. Is it, that's yeah, where it needs and, to and, well, and I love to say like, if your therapist knows about it, if your best friends know about it, and your best friends know about it, if your coach knows about it, if you know whoever knows about it, but your spouse would be so surprised to hear you talk that way, that's on you. That's on you. That is one hundred percent on you. Mm-hmm. Nobody marries a mind reader unless you marry like. <laughs> like a psychic or some shit and they don't even do that <laughs> you know like no one has that ability to to read somebody's mind about what they're thinking with their you know like you need to actually say it for sure so so here's the deal about your expectations okay so i'm hoping that we're clearing this up that this is possible but it takes guts you guys it takes the willingness to to get hurt and that's where a lot of people fall short i think is they're like i will take safe over risky any day in a relationship because i just don't want to be hurt like i was by so and so or how i saw my parents or blah, blah, blah. whatever messaging that you <clears throat> you know had as a kid or whatever so we did an episode i think we talked about soulmate factory before but you can whatever you want in a partner, write it out, okay? Write out a huge list. I call it, I usually call it the soulmate factory. Like you are walking in to a soulmate fucking factory and you can pick every single thing. Like no, no like quote realistic things allowed. Like you get to choose everything. Height, ethnicity, family, character traits, core value system, um, how they treat you, how many tattoos they have, their penis size, they're like, you know, their <laughs> boob size, like whatever. You get to pick absolutely everything you want and be really, really clear about, particularly about the treatment stuff, how they treat you, how you engage with one how another, they treat others. the connection, how you speak to each other, your honesty, your communication techniques, all of that. Be really, really clear about that stuff. And then I want you to go back through that list and put an X or like a little asterisk by anything that is 100% like deal breaker. Like I cannot 
be with somebody who is not this. So for me, like huge deal breaker is somebody who is not interested in developing as a human, like growing as a human. Damn it. We're done. We're through. (laughs) (laughs) Says the sidekick on the personal development podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I know that there's people out there going, yeah, but isn't a list a little unromantic and... Um, really? So what you're doing is working? No, I'm just saying that there's people out there saying this. Totally. I know that there's people out there thinking that. And they're also thinking, oh, I just lost my train of thought. You know, that's a good point, Shit. though. I'm sorry. I, I wrecked it for you. But that's a good point. Because I, I, I gave this to a client once and she was like, yeah, but um, what am I... Am I just like selling myself short though? Because what if somebody doesn't like live up to all these expectations and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so you would rather, would you, (laughs) you would rather just entertain a bunch of projects and hope that you could make them into what you want. Well, I think there's, I think there's some validity to that. No, I agree with you. Maybe they don't come with everything that's on your list, but there's potential for that to happen. So, right. So here, so here's, I'm gonna set you straight. Let's set see. me straight. I'm gonna set you straight, Mister. Backhand Smith. me, Mister. Smith. Give me your pimp hand. <laughs> so, here's the deal. When you go back through there and you put, first of all, I don't give a shit if you don't think it's unromantic. What do you think is romantic? Online dating? Yeah, awesome. True. You know what I mean? Like picking someone up at the bar, being spontaneous. How's that working? A bunch of douchebags. Not working. <laughs> so I don't buy that argument for one second. You write the list. You put the asterisks by things that are absolutely deal breakers for you. Like if, for for me, honesty is one. If I am not with somebody who is totally honest and who values honesty, it's not going to work. So for instance, like if I was with somebody who found a wallet and didn't feel like it was imperative to find the owner. At my core, I would have such a hard time being with you if you were that way. Like, I could not ethically feel right in that relationship. That's well, a big deal. I think I hide my wallet drawer. Now, I could, <laughs> <laughs> I could also have said on that list, I love, and this was the case back in the day. I loved tall, dark, handsome, um, very ethnic, dark features like Italians, but which aren't typically tall, which is funny, but. That was, you know, I had an idea of my physical type. And then as we kind of got together and and you, like now it is so fucking hysterical because anybody who's like big, bald, and bearded, I'm like, <laughs> You're psh, 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 like <laughs> so attracted, like I can't help it. You became my type physically. That doesn't always happen. But what I'm saying is when you outline this stuff and you look at the stuff that you cannot bend on, like I need somebody who is willing to parent, to co-parent with me. You know, I have a child. Mm -hmm. I need somebody who's willing to accept that role. That's a deal breaker for me if they don't want anything to do with my kid. Okay. But it might not be a deal breaker how tall they are. It might not be a deal breaker of their family or their ethnicity or whatever. So then you get, you now you've said, universe, this is my ideal. If you've got it, drop it off. Perfect. But these are the things I'm not going to bend on. So then when you meet that person and there maybe there's a little honesty issue, you're like, this is not going to work. Like it's way clearer up front instead of, oh, I think I could work with this. You're way more clear. Like, nope, 
that's not on my, that is not going to work. You clearly don't value honesty. I'm done with you. On to the next thing. Then you can also, if you are starting to date somebody and all these things are amazing, but they're not Italian (laughs) or they're not something, you know, that you really wanted, but it's not a deal breaker, then now you're at choice to go, you know what, that really doesn't matter as much anymore. Right, right. And you're at choice. But the point is, if you don't fucking know what's a deal breaker to you and what your expectations are inside of a relationship, your code of fucking conduct, you are going to accept every project that walks through the door. You'll be like, And you're going to end up in that same pattern that your mom was or your dad was or whatever, you know? Yep, exactly. You'll go, I can fix it. I can work with this. Oh, well, we just need a little of this. We just need to communicate a little bit more of this. You can't communicate about intrinsic qualities, you guys. Like, if somebody is a fucking liar, they're a liar. You know? Like, no. You need to prove to me for years that you're not before I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, you need to have a huge pattern of behavior. You know? Like, I don't know. I could go on and on about that. Yeah, you could. I don't want to get into that because we're about, we're kind of at time, but, um, you know, here's, here's another thing that I wrote. I wonder what I wrote this about. I don't necessarily need my spouse. Oh, oh, oh. You don't necessarily need your spouse to fulfill all of your needs. Only your deal breaker. Only your deal breakers. So, so for example, I have a huge, huge value, like huge part of my life is around creativity and the arts and like everything, even putting an outfit together is artistic for me. And I love it. Like it, like I spent two and a half hours today doing my nails, just loving the process. So did I. You're such a liar. (laughs) So... That is a need that is very real to me. Like I have to create. I have to do artsy stuff. I don't have to have that need fulfilled through you, through my partner. Yeah. So that's another thing for you to look at is, is this an imperative quality that my partner has or is it something that I just need fulfilled in my life in general? Mm. Through an art class. Like maybe you're really outdoorsy. You don't have to have a partner that's outdoorsy. It would be amazing if they were. But you could still do rock climbing with your rock climbing group. And my only like caveat with this is that they need to not make you wrong for doing it. They need sure. to not be like, God, are you fucking on another adventure? And right, like, right, right. you're so stupid with all your art projects. They, they should embrace su- that about Support you. it. Absolutely. Right. right. <sighs> Let's go to uh. dinner, babe. Let's go. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say that I think you have such amazing gift of insight. And I just want everyone out there to know that you should coach with her. Like You're so sweet to me. It's amazing to see the transformation of clients that come in your door. It's like... People coming in uh, to uh, the biggest, I, want, I don't want to say the biggest loser, but you know, people that are overweight that come into a fit camp and come out with an amazing figure. Like the like, biggest loser. <laughs> but I don't want to make people feel like they're losers. I'm just saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, you're I'm, I'm just saying that Yeah. I, you have this amazing uh, barometer for bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think you know, the, the client that works for you is the person that is ready to have that barometer set on them. Yeah. Right. So if you're ready to have that barometer set, then 
get in touch with her. Thanks, babe. And I'm not, I wasn't paid to say that. Maybe in sexual favors. <laughs> yeah, sexual favors. It is date night, by the way. That's right. That's, that's why right. I was like, we got to go get dinner. You're so <laughs> sweet to say that. There's a gnat moth. I just in. had a moth fly in my mouth. There is a the gnat moth in Joy Junkie Studios. Ew. Ew. Who is running this half-assed yeah, institution? Um, All right. But thank you for saying that, babe. I so appreciate that. And if, if if you are interested and if you're going like, damn, I need to get some shit straight in the relationships that I tend to attract and all of that stuff um hit me up you can go to the joyjunkie.com you click on work with me and you can see i have a very very strategic outlined 12 week uh program that i take one-on-one clients through so you can see if that is something that's up your alley and um in the meantime i'm just gonna really be so grateful for you to say that that was really really sweet you're welcome i'm gonna drink that in drink it you're welcome (laughs) all right guys so i'm hoping that that was helpful to everybody out there and i really want you to know like if there is something you really desire in a partnership you are worthy of it okay you are absolutely allowed to want those things (laughs) it's not unrealistic if a human being can do it it's not unrealistic and you're allowed all right so on that note we'll talk to you guys next week Please leave iTunes reviews yeah, we if love you them. can. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much to those of you who have. And here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.